Welcome in, one and all, to the Hoth Hangout podcast. I believe this is episode nine, I want to say, something like that. And we are covering uh, tonight the Hint Ultimate, the 11th out of the 12 episodes of the first season of Andor. Uh, it was a pretty good episode. We're excited to discuss our thoughts on it. And But first of all, before that, um, we want to welcome you, first of all, once again. And uh, my name is Ben. And... He's Ben, I'm Joey, <laughs> yeah. and this is Hop Hangout. It is Welcome indeed. Um, and, and first of all, I want to issue a, a small apology that this is coming out on a Friday rather than a Thursday. That is completely my fault, and I will take the uh, the blame for that. But we're here, we're excited to talk about um, this most recent episode. Uh, but before we dive into the nitty-gritty details of the episode, um, we have a fun... Uh, almost a, I mean, we're a fan here of the kind of the out there Star Wars theories, if you will. Um, hashtag make Kino the Snoke origin story. Um, <laughs> we we do have a a uh, viewer submitted, uh, not so much necessarily. I mean, there's kind of a question posed with with it, but it's almost more of a what are our thoughts on if this theory were to happen, sort of thing. Uh, and so this this was submitted by Dev Relevant, uh, and it's actually pretty. It's a pretty fascinating, uh, a little bit out there theory, but it's a fun one. So we figured we'd we'd start the episode off with that, and and uh, we'd get our our thoughts and reactions to it. Uh, Dev says, finally got to listen to the most recent Andor podcast. Always love hearing what you both have to say, which also sparks new thoughts for me about the show. So thank you. Probably a bit of a reach, but what do you think? The chances are that Deidre could be Cassian's long-lost sister. The show has drawn a lot of inspiration from other Star Wars movies, and this would certainly provide a I am your father type of moment. On top of Cassian being one of the leaders in the whole prison escape, what if Marva passes along with him finding out that the Empire has completely corrupted his sister? Could this end up being the case, which I'm not sure how they would even find out, but I think that would finally have Cassian unconditionally invested in the rebellion as a cause worth dying for. Again, probably not a realistic guess, but when it crossed my mind, I thought it would tie some things up in the show rather nicely, so I wanted to share it with you anyways. Uh, quite quite a cool theory. Thank you, Dev, first of all, for for submitting Thank that to, to us. And uh, what, are your, what are your initial thoughts? Like, I mean, he said it himself. It's kind of a, a wild out there idea and theory. But... Listen... These are the theories I'm here for. Just the the out of the box, never even thought of it type of thing. I, I honestly, up until this point, we have never mentioned this possibility out of how many hours of this show that we've watched and that you and I have talked about, whether on the podcast or off. So to have something come out of left field like this, I love it. But um, to what he's saying... I. Here, here are some things to think about, right? There has been zero talk about the sister ever since a couple episodes. They made the... That was the first task that Cassian was doing entering this series, right? Um, maybe it made mention of it a couple of times since then, but for the most part, you know, we don't hear about it again. Realistically, maybe not a great theory, but at the end, but the idea of it being her 
I mean, would would be completely would completely blindside us. Yeah, and um, it would it would bring it back full circle. If somehow at the end of this season, that's what we determine, or some sometime in the middle of the second season, we figure that out, then we'll be like, well, okay, at least they. I, one thing I hated about Lost. Was, <laughs> it all comes back to Lost. Every show does. Was all the loose ends that never got, you know, tied up. So, and even if it's an unsatisfactory ending, at least it, you finish that thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if if that ends up being the case with uh, with Miro, then so be it. Um, do I think it's going to be it? I don't think it's going to be it. Uh, but I enjoy the enthusiasm, and thank you, Dev, for the the message. Hey, and and Dev and anyone else, keep the keep the wild like theories coming. I I enjoyed reading it, uh, and and you know getting a chance to think about it and respond to it. I'm kind of on the same page as you, though. I would be absolutely like whatever a step beyond shocked is if they go that direction with yeah. with Miro's character, but. Um, for a show that really hasn't done anything like, you know, most most great movies, I mean, you know, Empire Strikes Back is is probably the best example in cinema history of the moment where it's like, what? You're kidding me! Mm-hmm. Like we right. have mm-hmm. we have not had that moment in this show, or you know, anything close to that. I mean, like you could argue, like finding out Vel is Mon Mothma's cousin. Or, yeah. uh, you know, some smaller things here and there. Like, the prisoners aren't actually going to be able to leave the prison. But mm-hmm. nothing right. nothing near scale of, you know, like, oh my gosh, Darth Vader's my father? You know. <laughs> right, um, yeah. And, and, but, I mean, Miro being, uh, you know, Andor's sister, which, again, I don't think that's going to be the direction they take, but that would definitely be the most I am your father moment. Right. So, yeah, thanks for the thanks for the message. Keep them coming. Yeah. Dev has sent me messages here and there regarding the show. He's a he's a big fan of the show and of course of the podcast. So thanks, Dev, for the message. Thanks, Dev. Um jumping or shifting gears and jumping more so into the episode itself, episode eleven. Um it was I thought a pretty good episode overall. Um I don't know, it it, it very much felt like the ball was being placed on the tee. The club is being wound up. And now we're just waiting to see what the swing will look like in episode 12. Um, pardon my golf analogy. But that was kind of how I felt about episode 11. It didn't really feel like a ton of consequential things happened. It was more so setting up for what we would anticipate will be um, a pretty, hopefully, epic final episode of the first season. Um, and that's not to say that there weren't important points in this episode too. Like the first one, which we you know find out relatively close to the beginning of the episode, um, is that is that Marva has now passed away, which was, you know, I I appreciate the fact that droids are in Star Wars, but I've never been one that's like I've never been one of those people that's like super super emotionally invested in R two or C three PO. I love them as characters, but like, you know. <laughs> I've never been super emotionally invested in the droids. Uh, but this droid in this show, like, is so sad. Like, watching him, yeah. you know, in the room, like, I don't want to leave, you know? 
Uh, it's like the most sad I've ever felt for a droid in Star Wars. Yeah, and this is probably the first time I've seen, and I'm trying to think of it, if this is a true statement, but the first time, well, one that I cared like in this way, like empathy, or I felt sad for a droid, but also the characters around the droid really know, and I forget that the one character's name that was that was there in the beginning, and they came back. Yeah, he stayed stayed over. Um, Bix's um, friend. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So he he wanted to make sure that B two EMO, which <laughs> is the name, the funniest acronym they could have chosen, like the most <laughs> applicable one too. Yeah. Um, made sure that B T EMO. I'm going to say it is okay, and. You know, if and even said, you know, we can clear everybody out so you could say goodbye to her, you know, that, you know, those types of statements to somebody you would normally say to a person, not a droid, right? And yeah, so there was a, there was, a, there was an emotional time for, for, to see that. I mean, to, to know how important the character, the character Marva was. Uh, part of me feels like it was kind of cheap on how she just, all right, she's not here anymore. And, yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I don't know what to make of that yet. I'm almost, you know, this, we're fast forwarding a little bit here, but I'm almost waiting for the funeral in the next episode, a Harry Potter moment. She jumps out of the thing, you know, and she's, she's, she has blaster rifles. She's shooting all the storm. That's like how it, I mean, because you didn't see anything happen. The last time you saw she was sick, and now she's just not, you know, she's not anymore. Yeah. Um. So I just thought it was a kind of a interesting choice to do it that way. I wonder if that there's there's a reason behind it, though. Yeah, that is kind of a good point to make. And, you know, I think we, we would expect with most characters, particularly ones that are invested in the... Uh, relationship to the main character of the show, if if we want to call Cassie and the main character, that's another argument we could have. But um, yeah. but you would expect them to give a send off to that character that is, uh, you know, emotionally investing, kind of, kind of like how you know B two emo feels about Marva. Like, I don't think we as the audience have quite that same connection to her. Um, I don't know. I, I felt obviously sad about it. Um, and also aside from that fact, Cassian doesn't know. Um, and so like at this point, he's just escaped Narkina five. Um, and he doesn't even know that this has happened and, and he doesn't know that they're going to end up using her funeral, uh, as, as sort of this trying to trap him in and, uh, and lure him back to, to capture him. Well, at the end of the episode, are you talking about like early on in the episode? Yeah, I'm saying like at this at this point in time, he doesn't okay. know. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So that and so the fact that she is like passed away and, and Cassian doesn't mm -hmm. know at this point also creates this sense of empathy as well. You're like, oh, like her yeah, son right. doesn't even know that this has happened. Right. Um, of course, like you said, of course he finds out, but um, not until later in the episode. So, um, yeah, just. Kind of a lot to digest there, and and then additionally at the same time, Bix we see is just like she she's she ain't looking good. <laughs> Not looking good. 
that, I mean, and as as much hope as we had of that character early on, wow, this is not where we had hoped where she would be by the end of the season for sure. Maybe this is the development of her character. Next season is where she really finds her footing within the rebellion. But yeah, at this point, I mean, she you could tell she's been through. I don't know if she actually had a line in this um, episode other than her just being completely shocked and, you know, great acting by the actress that plays yeah. her. Um, because, yeah, because because she has been tortured so much, in fact, that she can no longer speak. I don't know if that is the, you know, that's the intention, but that that appears to be what has happened to her at this point. Yeah, and it kind of leaves off with the implication that she's either about to, like, give up that information that the Empire has been trying to go after. Uh, that That's kind of the direction it leads you to, to think. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's also the chance that she could have continued to withhold the information. So mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping we kind of see... And this is something we could discuss this episode, too, and, and we will definitely be discussing next, next episode. Yeah. Um, but we could kind of discuss what we think Nix's standing will be in the overall scheme of the show, uh, and, and more so as it relates to the rebellion as a whole. Because um, <laughs> I can guarantee that being tortured by the Empire is definitely reason enough to want to go full force into this rebellion thing at the end of season one. I, I would, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's it's a good time to mention, you know, the question that they were asking here this time around was the, the person that she had introduced to Cassian. Uh, if it was indeed, uh, is it Anton Krieger? Is that the, the name that we have? Yeah. And we, I Um, think we get to see him visually for the first time this episode. Right. Oddly enough, that's what I thought he looked like. (laughs) I don't know why that was, that was the picture that was, the kind of person I was expecting huh. when they said Anton Krieger. I don't know why, but that, that was that was very similar to my mind's eye and what he would look like. So I don't know if I'm just really good at Star Wars or... <laughs> <laughs> um, you have ascended to the next level of Star Wars fandom, exactly. predicting the uh, yeah. character physical attributes. <laughs> but yeah, so they're, they're looking for, for... If she had introduced him to... Andor, but as we know, um, it was Luthen mm-hmm. that was the one that was with Andor there on uh, Ferrix, uh, where they first met. So, and and it leads me to believe that the, I, I mean, although they are getting some of the right people, in you know, like they're Krieger is obviously somebody who's on their radar, and it sounds like he is part of everything that's going on. But still, Luthen is not on anybody's radar. It sounds like at this point, um, where it is, and because I know the the code name they gave this entity, this person was Axis, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and we kind of mentioned it before: is Axis an actual person? Is it a network of people who are trying to, you know, lead this rebellion or fund and source it? So. Um, it's so they're almost so part of me is like, oh, well, the empire is on the right track, but the fact that Luthen isn't even in the picture right now or on their radar, uh, is pretty interesting to me. Yeah, he does always kind of seem one step ahead, although I will say he feels 
even though he's not on the radar, he feels a lot closer to being on it now than he did at the beginning of the show. Um, mm-hmm. And ultimately, a lot of, um, I think, that closeness to being on the radar is where we kind of get the, probably the main central plot point of this episode is this moral mm-hmm. dilemma um, that is being um, kind of put forth by Luthen to, to Saw. Um, or he's not even really giving him an option really he's saying like we should just we should just let them leave him yeah yeah we should let them you know fall into the trap and you know presumably these 30 men and and i guess technically 31 they were saying with krieger plus krieger yep Um, (laughs) he kept saying that yeah yeah which was odd that they kept i think they said it multiple times i was like it's kind of they definitely said it twice yeah i don't know if it was to just emphasize um like the, I mean, because 30, yeah, 30 is a big number. 30 is a big number yeah. of people, right? Um, but yeah, it, it was, it, you know, they wanted that emphasis for some reason. I don't know if it's just yeah, uh, kind of just being, you know, kind of a jerk. It's just like, plus, you know, like, don't forget him. or You know what I mean? So There'll be a scene next episode where it's like, there's only 30 of you. Where is the 31st yeah. person? And they just wanted to, like, really exactly. cement that number in your head during right, the previous yeah. episode. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of a major dilemma. And, and Saw, of all people, who's a considered an extremist, um, you know, both by people on both sides, is is kind of saying you're gonna like, and and he has no real affection for Krieger either. But right. he, but he's the one being like the moral source of of you know questioning or goodness here. Like, are mm-hmm. you sure we should just like let them die? Mm-hmm. Um, which says something I think about Saw that he's not this completely like heartless killer that I think a lot right. of the you know his enemies would portray him to be. Right, and I, I think, and I want your thoughts on this. There's a point where Saw gets real Saw about it and starts getting paranoid. Mm-hmm. Right, and he says, "You got people on the ISB. You got people over here. Who do you have? Who do you have in my camp? You know." Yeah. And then, and then Luthen points to tubes, two yeah. tubes, and he's like, "I got tubes." Is that true? Does is does does Luthen actually, or is that is that a way of manipulating Saw into focusing up on the task at hand? Um, I. Is is Tubes a spy for Luthen? I highly doubt it. I think that was just a ploy, a to kind of get the weapon. But like you mm-hmm. said, I think it also, probably even more so than actually getting the the blaster that he steals from Tubes, the almost like prove a point to Saw. Um, more so than that, I think it's just this idea of implanting in in Saw's mind that Luthen has power because he has people in so many places. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, episode by episode, I get more and more. I'm not sure if it's in awe of Luthen or scared of him. Yeah, <laughs> because some of the conversations he's had. I mean, the last episode when he had this whole practical manifesto of what you know, what it means to be lonely and sacrifice, and you know, um, to have all of that. And then we go into this one. You, you we already know going into this, that he is ready to just sacrifice Krieger and his 30 men. Mm-hmm. Um, and and part of me, and this might be going on a tangent a little bit, part of me wonders 
if we'll ever see Krieger ever in the show. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, just, yeah. to, just to just to separate us completely from that character that was always just an entity that was meant to just be sacrificed and never to have a connection with him. You know, just curious anyway. But like I was talking about Luthen, Luthen is always, like you said, one step ahead. And it's interesting that the Empire has, at this point, doesn't seem like they have him on his radar. And even the people on, on the Rebellion side seem to not know everything about him either. Whether it's Saw, Mon Mothma. Uh, the only person that I would say would be his peer assistant, I'm not quite sure what you call her, Clea. Mm-hmm would be the only one that seems to have some type of idea of what the 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 goings on of uh of Luthen himself. Yeah. Yeah, a great scene with uh her and Vel in this episode. I think it was relatively close to the beginning, but Vel is basically she's she you know, she's trying to be like, you know, we have to talk in code or what I don't that wasn't what she said, but more or less she was yeah, trying yeah. to you have to be more subtle with what you're saying. And Vel's basically yeah, right. like, I'm, I'm tired of being subtle. Like, right, yeah. You know? and, and can I say I'm dumb for a second? Because I did not realize a couple episodes ago when Vel met with somebody in the middle of Coruscant that that was Clea. I had zero. I did oh. not even. Yeah, I didn't either. Okay, because I went back to that and I'm like, is that? Wait, hold on. Because it didn't make any sense to me that these two were interacting in this scene. Because I'm like, they, I mean, it, they know it each other? Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Just the way they were talking to each other, it seemed like there was type of rapport, a relationship there already. And I'm like, wait, is that the same woman that met in Coruscant episodes ago? And I did not realize it. I went back and I looked. It was Clea. I think I'm pretty sure that was Clea. You know what? You know what scene I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Like, I think it was either shortly after, shortly after the Aldani. Um, yeah. I think, I think it was episode seven. I want to say. Yeah, seven. Uh, it was seven. And, and yeah, I mean, I recall us talking about that being like, who was that woman Bell was meeting it's, with? And so I don't know. If, maybe we just weren't as familiar with her yet, or like we we. Yeah, I don't you know. know. I'm so dumb. But that, I will open it right here, but I, I just had no. No, I'm with you. I mean, yeah. that scene makes so much more sense now, knowing uh, that it is Clea, right? Is her name? Um, knowing it, that it's her. Uh, because it, before... because if, you, if you if you remember the conversation, a lot of it was Vel saying, "I can't believe he's not here." Right. So he probably being Luthen. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, okay, that makes sense now. So yeah, aha moment of the day today. <laughs> uh, one scene that we kind of glanced over, which didn't have like a ton of pertinence to the plot necessarily, but was the very very <laughs> beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. You know which? Wait, which one did you think I was gonna say? The one with the aliens or something different? No, the one with our our best friend, uh, the uh, our favorite character of the entire series, Karn. I thought that I thought oh. I'd bring up that one. Yeah, I mean, maybe I maybe I maybe I purposely forgot about that one. <laughs> uh, no, but that, you're talking about the very beginning. Yeah, like the very um, very beginning with with Cassian and and Melshi, um, as they've just escaped Arkina Five. Um, and there's these, I don't think we've ever seen this species of alien in Star Wars, at least that I can think of, but, uh, <laughs> just, I mean, there, not a whole lot of like in-depthness to it, but what did you think mm. of, of that, that scene? So I remember, and 
I remember, and I think this was the same director that did episode seven, right? Yeah. Um, that's what we determined. Yeah. And I believe episode seven was where I was like, what is happening here? I felt again, <laughs> like, what? What is, I mean, I, it's very Star Wars. You, you're introducing new aliens from planets that you've never seen. So Nar, Narkina 5, is, I think that's where they're at right now. Mm -hmm. So um, if you look, if you're watching with the subtitles on, they, it does say, it does say you know, speaking in Narkinian or, you know, however the proper way to say that. So they have the native, um, you know, residents of that, that um, planet. Pretty cool. Um didn't seem like we needed all of that, you know, because they, I mean, all, all we know, all we got from it, there's two of them um, that I don't know exactly what they were doing, where they were. They were just hanging out. And yeah, for some reason, they had this fishing net made of slime that they just catch people, <laughs> you know, and I don't know if that was maybe that's what they do specifically to catch prisoners who were trying to escape. But I, I can't imagine that being a thing because I'm sure I'm pretty sure this is the first time anyone's ever escaped from that prison, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and they were complaining about how they were they were polluting the water and you know all the fish and the or I forgot what they called it. Um, they were all dying because of you know the prison using up you know polluting everything whatever. And then because they were like, oh yeah, we're gonna get a thousand for each of these guys. Ultimately, to just be like, ah, oh, you can go ahead and go. You know, it's just, it's just, uh, it just, yeah. What, what was this? What was all that about? Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I think the scene was honestly kind of an excuse to just throw aliens in because, hey, it's Star Wars. Which right. I feel like they could have done it in a way, or even in a different episode, which was like, uh, made more sense. Which, speaking of, like, we haven't really had any in the show that, like, that not really, uh, any new ones, especially any new ones. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. it's yeah, yeah, like in yeah. I mean, they're every they're you're talking about a universe. I mean, on Coruscant, you should be able to find a ton. Those, especially yeah, those, or in the prison, which you know these inmates the supposedly prison, yeah. came oh, right, from yeah. everywhere. Like it seemed like yeah, they were all prison, humans. Yeah. yeah, so it was very yeah something that did not feel very star and it has not felt very star wars as the uh the lack of the aliens pretty much everywhere yeah although i will say this episode was probably the most like star warsy episode maybe of the oh, whole definitely show. i would i would absolutely agree yeah and, and there's specifically <clears throat> another episode another scene at the end of the episode that obviously is the reason we're saying that primarily <laughs> um, right but particular, you know, also um, this episode, or this, I keep saying episode, the scene at the beginning of the episode um, mm -hmm. with the two Narkinians, if that's how we're going with the pronunciation of, um, just kind of being like, <laughs> first of all, you set up a net, you know, to like guard your ship, okay, I guess, and then, it, and then you kind of like taunt them and you say, you know, it's your fault for all this and blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, like, I guess they just, don't like the empire more than they want to see them go free. So it's like, okay. And then they just like take them where they asked to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So again, the, 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 some of the decisions here, once again, just made me just kind of raise an eyebrow to what was even going on. They end up going back to that. I don't know what else to call it. A resort planet. I don't know where, um, I think it was called Ni what was it called? Mm, Naomis or something yeah. like that. Yep, that sounds right. Naomis. 
um, they end up going back there for Cassian to go back to the villa he was at and get <laughs> that I didn't get either. I'm like, how did how is that still there? It looks like people had moved in, or <laughs> there were some people already there. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it was a hotel resort where people and he just hid it really well. But I mean, it looked like it was in plain sight the way you just had to climb up a thing and then it was on top there. Yeah, yeah I can't can't see it there. Can't you know see what there was so else. funny as I was watching that scene? I I had to go back and watch like the like that five minute clip from the. I think it was it the first episode or the second it was early early on when he hides it originally because i'm sitting mm-hmm. i'm sitting there watching that scene in the most recent episode and i'm like i have like why do i feel like i've seen this before yeah <laughs> like right. i i vaguely even remembered that he had hit it there yeah and so i was like oh okay because that's you know he came back for it uh right yeah kind of i don't know the Cassian storyline this episode wasn't um, didn't didn't do much for me. I guess. Yeah, I mean, the, the a lot of the emphasis was it it was a game of telephone. Mm-hmm. Everyone had found out that Marva died, <laughs> and was telling everyone. Like he's gonna, you know, Karn found out. Um, who else found out? Obviously, um, Mura found out. Um, Cassian himself found out. I mean, that that this was the episode that everybody found out about Marva <laughs> passing away. And oh, and may I add the 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 ritual that they have on Ferrix there mm-hmm. with the people who have passed they along. Called it bricking, I think. Bri- yeah. First off, not a, I don't like the name of it. stuff. Like, wait, did they throw bricks at her body? Just that it was a very weird uh, thing. But to Essentially, they end up being a part of the infrastructure right. of um, the Ferrix, which I, you know, which I thought had a lot of symbolism. Um, Definitely. I mean, not even symbolism. I mean, actual. You know, they are actually a part of the yeah. the land now. So I, but, but yeah. So it sounds like as part of you know their ritual and the status that Marva had on there uh, with that um, planet. That they, you know, there's something that they'll plan out in two days. And once again, we have to wait for something like that. Like just when we were waiting for the Aldani raid, we had to wait five days for that. Now we got to wait two days for this. And, you know, I mean, obviously, this is this being the second to last episode of the season, we know what we're going to get now um, on the 12th and final episode uh, would probably be, you know, maybe we'll talk about that a little later. But yeah, most likely be the funeral. And yeah. uh, what all the all that happens? Yeah, I um, I mean it's it's pretty clear that this this whole episode is setting up um, Cassian's return with, with Ferrix, and you know he's gonna he's probably gonna come and like he's gonna see like Bix is probably gonna be used as bait in some way, and uh, Karn's gonna be in on it as well, and and Miro's gonna be like Karn, why are you here? I told you not. And he's like, I'm trying to impress you because blah blah blah. Because I'm Karn and I'm a baby. I forgot about that weird scene that they had together. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm blocking that scene out of my memory still. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I I liked the episode. Um, probably, I don't know. This is this is weird to say, but I. I am more invested in Luthen, I think. Oh yeah. Um, than Andor. I don't know. I, I I go back and forth. Like during the 
I was kind of low on Andor, like not the show, the the character. Um, after like episode six, not six, seven, I think. Um, mm-hmm. and then you know the prison stuff happened. Oh, the prison stuff, yeah. And you're like, okay, like here we go. Like Cassian's kind of like, you know, he's grabbing the reins of the show. I I care more about his character. Uh, and I feel like he took a tiny step backwards this episode. Just like, I feel like they were kind of just like stringing him along so that he could eventually find out rather than giving him like a substantial plot in this episode, which is fine, I guess. It's, you know, this was a very much a setup episode for, for the last, for the finale. But um, yeah, like I said, the Luthan stuff is is more intriguing to me at this point. I want to know more about this spy he has in the ISB. Um, Luthen, mm-hmm. whether he was being tongue in cheek or um, whether he actually does have people everywhere, including with Saw's group or even with, um, you know, I don't think he would be have it with Krieger's group, but who knows, you know. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm more interested <clears throat> in Luthen and particularly Mon Mothma. I want to see this. I want to see this transformation, or I want to see them have to go through this tough decision of like, okay, now people know we're involved and how, right. which, which we're probably not going to get this season, obviously, but mm-hmm. um, like, I, I want to reach that point in the show where Luthen and Mon Mothma are like the faces of this thing or, you know, even Andor to some extent, but um, sorry, not to ramble too much, but I, no, I, no. And I, I like the Luthen stuff this episode. Yeah. And I mean, Mon Mothma's, involvement in this particular episode was really to emphasize once again the trouble that she you know how close the isb or the empire are to finding out how involved she potentially could be in with any rebellion uh rebellion activity mm-hmm. uh Val comes over once again and seems like unannounced this time and of walks in and um gives has a discussion with her and you could really see the god geneve genevieve o'reilly such a good interest you could really see the the worry and um in mon mothma in just that conversation alone because she knows she's in trouble and now her daughter seems to be starting up with the chandrillion um traditions that's what it, i don't know if that's what you read from it yeah um yeah yeah so it's and with with that would be the kind of arranged marriages uh maybe that's actually on the table now with the person from last episode don't remember his name uh davo right was that davo yeah the banker or the scummy yeah. banker i guess if yeah you the scummy banker right yeah so it looks like she is, and I, it, it, she made it seem like that was a decision from her daughter um, to kind of uh, go back and, uh, you know, live out some traditions that, you know, back on, uh, on their home planet to, to bring them here to Coruscant. And uh, was it like, and I said, you could, one can assume that that would include the arranged marriages and yeah, so I, and it kind of being out of Mon Mothma's hands. Like this is, I, I got, I have nothing. This is, this is from all fronts. She's, she's kind of losing control where, um, maybe, and on, on the flip side, you see Luthen is very much in control <laughs> of the situation he's in so much to the fact that he's making Saw think that 
you know, that it's up to him, this whole thing. But he, when he already knows that Saw's not going to be um, helping out Krieger only to get, you know, massacred with Krieger and his 30 men. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, um, but yeah, I would love to see. And I, and I think just throughout this entire series, we're both more and more interested in these these characters that were supposed to be more supporting roles. Well, that's what I would have thought. Um, really becoming more fully developed throughout the, the rest of the season. I mean, you think of Mon Mothma, you think of Luthen, and you think about their storylines, their story arcs, and how much they have grown from, you know, episode one to now. Compare that to what you've seen in Andor, it's very much a, you know, peak and valley type of thing, where you're just like, oh, where... I mean, you, you name something after a particular character, you would think that that's the main line that you would kind of see throughout the whole thing. But we've learned from this series and episode and series like Boba Fett, <laughs> where it's not necessarily the case, which is um, which is a shame. I I like Diego Luna a lot. I want his character. I want more for his character, if I'm being honest. Um, but maybe it's not linear. Maybe it's not something that's supposed to be from. A to B, and it's supposed to be a straight line. Maybe it does take this this road, and I I hope by the end of either the season or next season we really get that payoff. Yeah, yeah. I had two, I had two thoughts on on just going off of what you were saying. Um, the first one is that it makes me nervous for Ahsoka because this is the second uh, live action Star Wars show in a row. The first being Boba Fett, where it doesn't. Mm-hmm feel like the title character is really and and or probably more so than Boba Fett. I think there was actually serious effort at least with the first half of Boba Fett to make him like the main point of the show. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't think they would do this with Ahsoka, but I am like <sighs> slightly worried that they'll try to focus too right, much yeah. on other characters in that show. Right, yeah. And and I I just I hope that's not the case. And my gut tells me it's not, but this show has kind of put that that worry in the back of, of my mind. Um, and then the second thought I had, more relating to Mon Mothma, actually, um, you mentioned that the the um, well, first of all, her daughter, like you know, being more invested with her friends or you know whoever those other girls were um, in the Shandrilin customs or ways doesn't necessarily feel like it's her caring about the customs. It's probably just kind of despite her mother. Uh, if, if we're being, you know, completely honest. Um, but also you mentioned that she, she being Mon Mothma, um, that the arranged marriage thing is now on the table. I don't, I don't really, as much as she hated the fact that that was brought up, I don't think it was ever off the table. Um, and I think ultimately like, that is going to be, and and we're not even talking arranged marriage really. We're just talking about like the introduction of, uh, creepy bank creepy banker guy's son to, uh, to Mon Mothma's daughter, which, you know, I think that's something in terms of the plot. It's going to be it's going to serve as an example, um, or not an example, but kind of this sacrifice that is not you know, huge in the scheme of things. Um, I guess to Mon Mothma it could be, but like it's an example of this first step 
even though right. she, you know maybe more than first but this step that mon mothma is having to give something up this time something personal to her like her daughter and like you know potentially like her daughter's marriage um for the greater good or for the rebellion as a whole so i think that's more so what that plot line is going to more or less end up being is that she's going to have to sacrifice the relationship with her daughter which she kind of already has um for the rebellion to be truly successful is is where i think they're going with that storyline it's yeah it's hard not to make that assumption right i mean <laughs> just the way they 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 framed everything and even in the last episode when Mon Mothma and creepy uh, banker Davo uh, left that conversation, you know, he even said, that's the first time you lied in this entire time, yeah. you know? So um, kind of what you said last episode when we talked about it. So, yeah, I mean, maybe that's the more accurate thing to say would be, yeah, it was never off the table. And as much as she may not want it to happen, maybe that is the, the play that needs to happen in, or, in order for her to... I mean, eventually, essentially delay the Empire, no, because we know at some point they know yeah. <laughs> who she is and what she does for them. So to essentially delay um, the knowledge, that knowledge being known by the Empire that, you know, she's full on board with the Rebellion. Um, but even, you know, even that story alone... Yeah is more captivating than what we've seen with Andor. And, you know, I, I want to just mention with what you've said about Ahsoka. One difference that I, I'll have to say regarding Ahsoka in comparison to Boba Fett and to Andor himself is that Boba Fett and Andor didn't have any story, <laughs> you know, as far as whatever happened to Boba Fett after Return of the Jedi, whatever happened to Cassian before, um, uh, after Return Jedi, whatever happened to Cassian before Rogue One. So th these stories are, we don't know characters, <laughs> we don't know anything about what has happened to them in that time. We know a lot about Ahsoka at this point. Mm -hmm. um, so you, that character by herself can definitely carry a series. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that's not what they're going to do or what they are going to do, but I'm hoping the fact that Ahsoka has this character, you know her arc, and I forget where we are in time for her series, but you know the, you know, we know, um, we know this character, we know the people who have helped her, the, the rebels, the clone wars, the, you know, now Luke, and now we have, um, Grogu, and uh, the Mandalorian, so we have these other characters who have honestly been are ready to develop for us as well, you know. We already know who all these characters are the Sabine Wrens, the Harrison Dulas, the um, you know, Anakin Sky. I mean, their her supporting characters are people that we know, you know what I mean? So um whereas when we're talking about Andor, we don't we never knew about Luthen. We, we that was never a name we knew. Um on Mothma we know kind of, you know, but Bix and um all these people. So you definitely have to develop everything around them as well. Yeah. as you're going along with the series, whereas Ahsoka, again, I don't know the timeline again, I forget, but um, the people that have been supporting roles in her life are people that we already know. So I'm hoping that that's not where we're going to get, where Ahsoka has eight minutes of 40 minutes of, you know, screen time 
yeah. uh, per episode. Which is what it felt like with Andor with episode eleven for for uh, for this for for this show. Um, I think I think part of the reason that 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 and not to talk too much about Ahsoka. I think this kind of just shows how excited we it's, are. It's hard. It's show. hard not. To, it's hard not to talk about. It's Ahsoka. Yeah. We're, we're not. If you bring it up, we'll we'll go into a fifteen minute thing about it. It's fine. Yeah, I think I think part of the reason it makes me nervous is that a lot of the so the the Ahsoka uh, plot will be post uh, Mando season two. So this is like right. however many years after Return of the Jedi, um, and so part of the fact that a lot of the existing Ahsoka knowledge we have, um, primarily, or first, first would be like Clone Wars era, and then obviously the Rebels era stuff as well. Um, I feel like they'll try to take. I mean, clearly there'll be characters who we're familiar with who are a part of that show too, but I think they're going to take a similar approach they did with Andor of introducing brand new characters i feel like that's oh, something I mean, I mean, yeah absolutely that Dis- absolutely that disney really focuses on since they've made the acquisition of of star wars and so i'm i'm prepared for that but like you said i just i hope they don't um hope they don't you know i i want ahsoka to be on my screen for like 75 at least percent of the episodes in that show so yeah um, I, w- I would i would agree and i <sighs> I think they're smart enough to know what they've got with the Ahsoka brand. I don't you know. know. They, they, I don't even know if they did knew with the Obi Wan, <laughs> and they definitely didn't with Boba yeah, Fett. Yeah. It, th- that's what the Boba Fett one really shocks me because this is something that people have wanted since the eighties. <laughs> How? Yeah, How that was shocking that to me. Well, and and yeah. the other like frustrating piece about Boba Fett was not how much like they kind of changed his 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 character motivations, but how um like five episodes in, it was like it was like a kid who had gone off to college and then like had finished school and rather than moving out and experiencing the world, aka like, you know, having this brand new show and just letting it be what it is. The kid's like, oh, let me go back home and live with my parents. You know, it was like, let me just make it the Mandalorian. <laughs> right. I, yeah. It's like reverting back to this, like, oh, let's play it safe. Let's just, you know. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, you, you had, and, and was it like for two episodes? It felt like for two episodes, like we just, there was no Boba Fett or something like that. It was, uh, yeah. And it, that shocked me as as much as i've never been a huge boba fett fan i will you know let's let's put that out there first you know i've never i've un, i understand that there's a whole side of the fandom that was really really ready for this series that surprises me be, that you're not a boba fett fan oh really yeah no i was i was i mean i thought he was cool he had the cool armor and you know the the whole mandalorian lore was has always intrigued me but i i never I never really got on, but I was much more Luke and his green lightsaber kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, that that's where that's where my Star Wars was, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I as you know, like not that I wasn't a fan of Boba Fett, but I was nowhere near a fan of Boba Fett that I've seen other people be. So, um, for this to be the Boba Fett that has come out of it, out of it all. Yeah, I can't imagine them being too happy about it, and and I feel like you had so much time to get this right. You had so much time 
to figure out what we needed to get with with this character and it just totally whiffed we should uh during the month of december by the way we're going to be putting out a bunch of um different episodes in terms of we're not going to be directly covering new content of star wars coming out mainly because there won't be any during the month of december uh, but these are all like things that Joey and I just like love bouncing off of each other when it comes to Star right. Wars. Like our thoughts on all these recent shows. So, um, having... that, this is a sneak preview of of the yeah. month of December as well. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you have any particular like, you know, if you want to see us do like a breakdown of you know episode three or like talk about nine, uh, nine, yeah, or talk <laughs> about like a specific scene in Rebels or like. Uh, anything Star Wars related, if you have a question or a particular thing you want us to cover in a, a December episode of the podcast, let us know. And um, We've already got a couple ideas in mind, but we're definitely open and, and uh, welcoming of any ideas if, if you would like to share those with us. Um, but yeah, having said all that, um, <laughs> I feel like we diverted from, from Andor yeah, a, a little, little bit. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, I was going to say, you know, we were talking about characters actually being in the shows that they're named after, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. It's appropriate. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything, like, super consequential that we haven't talked about yet. The thing we kind of glanced over was the, I mean, not, you know, not super consequential, but Karn getting that uh, call from, from Sergeant Mosk um, telling him, like, Marva had died and, and so we can assume, like we said, Karn is going to be, uh, going to be showing around. up again. Going to be showing up again, and he's going to be trying to impress Miro. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And he he's going to be like, and he's going to be here. And she's like, I know. <laughs> of course, I know that. That's why I'm here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's we've already talked about his character and how annoying it's become now at this point where it's just like, it's almost a meme at this point. You're just like, Oh, well, where, where is he going to end up now? You know, he's the where's Waldo of star Wars, uh, <laughs> the Andor series. Uh, and it's I, too bad. It's again, it's too bad. His, those first three episodes, I was really waiting to hate him for different reasons, but now this is the reason why, because it's just, now he's just that little brother that you cannot get away from. I had another uh, random thought, more like theory stuff. So mm. if we have anything else in regards to the episode itself, I'd probably prefer to wrap up that before I throw out some theory stuff at you. Yeah, that's uh, fine. But did you have any like final thoughts on perhaps the direction <clears throat> that the episode um, is leading us when, as we're heading into the finale next week? I mean, we're, we're definitely... Everyone's going to end up on Ferrix. <laughs> that's, that's what I gather from this episode. Everyone and their mother will be there at this funeral, either monitoring it or participating in it or being bait for it. Or, so that everyone is going to be on, back on Ferrix. Um, the Emperor, will the Emperor be there too? I have no idea. Like, it just seems like, you know, because we did mention early on, we we definitely, they dangled that in front of us. They dangled the Emperor in front of us, yeah. Palpatine. And we that has not come to fruition yet. Doesn't mean it won't be in season two or end of this season, whatever, but 
yeah, we're we're still waiting for that payoff. But um, yeah, something's something's going down there. Everyone's gonna know. Oh, one thing I did wanna, I forgot that we did meant didn't mention really was the the call between well the, the ending scenes with Luthen. So he would he had a call with Clea uh, regarding something like a deal that wasn't going through. It was very cryptic. I had no idea. <laughs> I watched it three times, and I'm still like, who or what are were they talking about? Because um, it seemed like there was an entity, a resource, or someone, obviously that is not going to be part of their mission or their you know whatever that they're doing um and the i believe what clea said that there are other buyers you know trying to get at this resource or whatever um so that kind of intrigued me because obviously they're they're speaking in code because they can't specifically say what that what they're talking about um yeah so i i, I have no idea what that what that was even about one other thing i just forgot we referenced it earlier in the in the podcast and and haven't talked about it um was the most star warsy scene uh probably of the show so far and kind of getting this well first of all this kind of funny uh funny back and forth between luthan when he's almost captured by a by a a star destroyer or a um it it had a special name it was a you did yeah gosh i wish i could remember but I, I found out later after the episode that the the type of uh, ship that that was, or the type of cruiser that that was, um, was designed off an original concept art for what the Star uh, Destroyer should look like. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and so, and oh, I, I, I read this uh, in an article, but the name of this particular type with the three tractor beams on it um in the show they name it after the concept artist who drew this back in like 1976 or whatever wow so it was kind of a cool homage i like uh, when they do that stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but within the scene like luthan you know kind of talking trying to talk them down they're not really buying it he releases some like wicked looking missile things that take out the tractor beam and um, and then ensues like this dogfight between some ties and, and his ship. That that was and the dude, the lasers that popped out of his ship. I was like, okay, I, not... I guess that's a thing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I'm like, this is the first we've seen this technology and this strategy. This is amazing. You know, of course, you always want to have something new when you uh when you bring in dogfights like that because we've seen the usual things the. You know, heartbreaking. Let the fly, the tie fighters go by. You shoot them from behind. You know, whatever. You see the usual things, but yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, that was very satisfying to to watch. And um, yeah, and and I don't know if you caught it, but they did. You know, when he was uh, trying to negotiate his way out of it, he was able to make it seem like they were from Alderaan. So they they kind of threw that in there. Yeah. Um. Just as a, uh, you know, little 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 thing for us to know what Aldron's all about. And another interesting. R.I.P. 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 Not yet R.I.P. though. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Um. Another interesting point about that that just small thing is uh even within that scene there's there's 
this evidence that Luthen has not only like his his spies in places, but he has access to like you know probably pretty um, scarce methods of trying to get past the empire. You know, he's like, oh great, and like within a couple seconds, he has like the coordinates or the you know the identification right. it lists his ship as an Aldron cruiser um, right. and he's able to get it almost instantly so just small stuff like that it's like wow yeah, Luthen has record. access to all this stuff yeah and uh, Luthen a Star Wars series i mean is that what's going to is that what they're trying to lead us up into is the funny the thing, next spin-off off of a spin-off the funny thing about the characters in this show is, I mean, from the get-go when they announced Andor years, what was it, four years ago, maybe three, four years ago, mm-hmm. um, I I thought it was a kind of an odd choice, just if I'm being honest. Um, I'm not mad that they made the decision, um, but having said that, the other characters in the show, like you said, you could almost make the case that they could have their own show too. I think if they were going to pick any character in this show, it would probably be Mon Mothma. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Saw. Um, yeah, yeah. But honestly, like, I, I just... I think so many of the characters in this show work great as supporting characters. Mm-hmm. Almost to the point where they become more cared for than the main characters, which is kind of what we... Right, doing, yeah. So. Yeah. Just my, my two cents that. on that. No, I agree. Yeah, and... I think they did such a good job casting uh, those characters too. That, and again, no offense to Diego Luna, but man, you got some good actors in this series yeah. and some really powerful scenes um, among, with these actors. So it's 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 tough, you know. You, you obviously we want we want our Star Wars, we want our stories, we want all the depth we can get. And this is what this is absolutely it. We're getting this this wide uh, understanding of the empire, the rebellion, um, but unfortunately, just not about that particular character. You know, so um, as far as getting a, a a better understanding of the universe, we're getting that. But unfortunately, we at, at the cost of the of of Andor himself. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the the, the season wraps up. I'm I'm hoping we have more more positive thoughts in regard to his character development and especially after mm-hmm. uh, season two when we see him more fully a part of the rebellion i think we'll we'll hopefully be leaning more in that direction um but i had a i had another quick uh i think we played this game once before but i think we played this game before the final <laughs> aldon aldani episode yeah 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 um i'm gonna give you a couple names Mm-hmm. And not 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 even necessarily alive or dead. I just want you to kind of um, give a quick thought on each one, what mm-hmm. their status will be at the end of episode okay. twelve, or what your anticipated um, idea or expectation is for for that specific character. First one, Bix. Okay, man. So where she where where she ends up? I mean, obviously, obviously, she's still in a very bad state, and th- with this only being two days away, it's not going to be much better from there. If they're con- going to be continued torturing her, but I mean, they they ve- they made it very 
ambiguous her the ending of the, her scene mm-hmm. where you don't know where she's going to land as far as answering the question quite yet but i mean obviously Krieger was not the person she she had you know introduced to Cassian at this point so part of me just like just say no that's not that's not who i introduced you to that's an easy answer but like i said i don't know if she's in the proper mental state at this point to even have those types of conversations, being able to answer that. Um, that being said, um, at the end of this season, which is this next episode, I mean, oh, unfortunately, I don't see much coming out of her, you know, because again, like, I, part of me wants me to, part of me want, hopes that she is just playing them. That she she actually does have proper state of mind. She's like this wizard as far as being able to control herself in these situations. And she'll be the one, you know, like jumping out with a blaster rifle, taking everyone out. So that's what I'm I would love to see. But the reality of it is I don't know. I don't up until this point there's been no indication that she has that capability. And um other, you know, because the as far as we know, she's kind of just been running this, I wouldn't even call it, kind of like a black market, essentially, within, you know, on Ferrix, where she could bring buyers in to, you know, purchase up these, you know, this, any black market type of item. So, um, unfortunately, I don't see much of happening with her in this episode, the, the end of this series. Uh, end of this season, but I, again, I, I do have high hopes for her. I, I, I really liked her character early on. Um, and yeah, it's it's a shame that she went this way early on, but like you said, this could be this could be the seed that sparks her, you know, rebellion blood, you know, obviously being tortured by them for feels like a very long time. I don't know where we are in time, but um, the past couple episodes, it feels like that's what all we've been seeing, so um. Yeah, so to to launch her into season two, if there is a time jump or not, for her to be fully a part of the rebellion. So, she makes it through season one. You would say. I would say she makes it through season one. Yes. Uh, another one for you. Wouldn't be too mad if this guy didn't make it through season one. Uh, Karn. <laughs> okay. I I I think he will, but if he didn't, yeah. I'd be like, oh darn, sorry, Karn. Yeah. <laughs> The, unfortunately, the amount of time they have spent on his character set him up to make it out of season one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, and not even the amount of time, just the the things that they have had him do. Um, I I would be the same way as you to be like, oh well, you know, we don't have to worry about him anymore. But at the same time, I'd be like, what was the point of him at all? You know. So I, I, so that's where I'm fighting with myself. <laughs> like, I wouldn't mind it, but also like, come on, where, where were we going with him anyway? So yeah, uh, I do think he ends up obviously at the funeral. I think he ends up getting in someone's way. I don't know if it'll be the ISP. I don't know if it'll be Cassian himself. He gets in someone's way in an annoying fashion. Um, we'll ultimately live up to the season, um, but. He hopefully not very long into season two. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two more names for you. Yeah. Um. One of them is someone who we actually didn't see this episode, but we saw in episode ten. 
Um, the ISB agent Lonnie. Good one. The spy. Does he make it out of season? Is this the question? Yeah. Oh no, Lonnie. Or is this like the first step of Luthen's like world of control collapsing in on him? Right, right. Oh man, I don't know, Lonnie. I'm sorry, bud. <laughs> if I mean, I, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be this way, but if we're asking the question, we want some. I mean, someone's not going to make it out of here. You know, we, 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 we know this. He would be perfect in that case because you, you saw what he did. And, and you see this, you've seen this before in Rogue One. The first time you meet Cassian, he meets up with a spy, tells him about the defected pilot. And um, they have a run-in with the stormtroopers. And then he ends up, you know, you know, sacrificing that guy in order for him to get out, you know. I don't know if this is what we'll get with the Lonnie here. Well, he has served his purpose as far as... Because obviously we know that um, there's this relationship between Lonnie and, and Luthen um, over the past few years, it looks like, right? He's been, he's been, he's been, he's been using him in that sense. But... I wonder if that character himself has done what he was supposed to do. Not necessarily, you know, obviously Luthen would want him to continue on. I mean, that's what he pretty much he said the last episode. But do the ISB find out and confront him at the funeral or somewhere, somehow? And that's how, you know, whatever. So if I had to... and but And here's the thing is that Although we had just, I mean, basically we had just been introduced to him the last, the last episode. So he's kind of perfect bait for somebody just to be like, oh, well, we met him. Now he's gone. You know, first, last one in, first one out type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that one I could see going either way. But the, um, the last one I have for you, which will certainly be a uh, central point of the finale, uh, is Anto Krieger. Do you think he makes it out of the 12th episode? I mean, I, I already mentioned what if we don't see him at all, right? <laughs> you know that that is a possible because they were they were looking to. I forget what was their mission. They were trying to rob some like. I forget what what planet they were trying to go after. Just a completely different place, right? Krieger's men's mission. Yes. Yeah, I, I wish I wish I remembered what planet. I, I don't off yeah. the top of my head, but. Um... Yeah, I mean, I I have a feeling he will make it through, mm-hmm. only because I think just the nature of of TV, like you're yeah. led mm-hmm. to believe one thing will happen, and then it's good, it's you know, it's captivating, it, it, it is uh, exciting when something happens that's not um, following the expectation of the characters, and so I. Right. I think Krieger will survive yeah. through the first season. Um, and I would have kind of been on the same page with you that maybe we won't see him. But I feel like the fact that they showed his face um, like, is, 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 gives me reason to believe that they want us to at least visually know who he is. That way, if we are to see him again, which I think we will, that we're able mm-hmm. to like immediately be like, oh, that's Krieger. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think he does, but I don't know. Yeah. What, do you, what, do you, what do you feel like? Yeah. I, 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 not that I, and, and the, I don't know Krieger, you know, so there's no real connection at this point with him. Um, one thing this show has done, and I've, I've mentioned this before, is just bombard us with new characters and names and you know i have to um kind of care for these people and then to ultimately just you know just <laughs> they're gone you know uh check out aldani by the way you know so and and the prisoners um so i would not be surprised uh if i mean you know i i will <laughs> I was kind of being, you know, tongue-in-cheek with us just never seeing them. But, you know, it would be interesting if they did it that way. That would be a very different way to do this. But um, to to have that separation. So I'm going to I'm gonna say no. I'm going to say he does not make it out of the season. Um, again, with the last one in, first one out mentality of of just having somebody there and it would be unfortunate, but it's just like, it's just too much to, because then you have to go into season two knowing that that character is there. Although, you know, you could have some interest in, well, you know, Luthan left me out there by myself. You know, you could have that whole storyline, which is possible. But I, I don't, for the overall story, I just don't think we need another mercenary um kind of separatist saw type of person when we already got saw yeah so i'm gonna say that he does not make it out okay 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 this will be this will be something we'll we'll definitely be discussing in Mm -hmm. in next week's episode which by the way um will be available much earlier than typically um our podcasts are made available usually on thursday mornings at 10 a.m central time uh, but next week, because it's the finale of the show, we figured we would, uh, we're not entirely sure whether we're going to watch it as soon as it comes out or wake up really early, but the, um, the season 12 finale, uh, so 12, excuse me. Yeah. Not episode season. 12. Yeah. <laughs> season 12. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine 12 seasons of Andor? Uh, the episode. <laughs> it's 12 seasons, but he only has about an hour full of like screen time. Yeah. The entire the entire 12 seasons. We're still wondering why Karn's a part of the show. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. The the episode 12 finale, uh, which we'll be covering next week, should be available um, likely Wednesday late morning, probably around that same 10 a.m. time. Maybe a little bit later than that. We're not 100% sure yet, but be on the lookout. Uh, it will be available Wednesday next week rather than Thursday. So just a point of note. Uh, and then lastly, how did you feel in regards to the grade? If you were to give the grade, uh, episode 11, a grade, what would you give it? Uh, I'll give it a, a, a B minus. You know, it's still Star Wars. I mean, it gave us that that Star Wars ending that I liked. Um, but like you said, it, it was very much a setup episode for the finale, um, which was everyone. Let's find out. Everyone has found out about Marva's death, and there's going to be a funeral. Let's all meet up <laughs> and um, duke it out. That's that's just what it feels like. So um, nothing nothing new 
other than that news, really. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of things here and there that are intriguing. Like I said, it was the, the Luthen and, and uh, Clea conversation. A little bit, you don't know what's going to happen there. Obviously, we, we saw Krieger um, in the form of a hollow. And um, anything with Saw is always interesting, and especially Saw and Luthen. They have some great dialogue together. But um, as far as moving along the story, nothing really happened a ton. Um, it's always hard for me to give anything Star Wars less, less than a B, B minus, but I'll give this a B minus. I don't know if I've, if you and I have had the exact same grade yet on an episode, or whether we've been slightly different every time, but uh, I'm going to copy your grade for this one. Oh, I think that uh, that might have been the first time. I think you're always a half step above me normally. <laughs> I thought about a B, but I, I, I didn't, you know. It's all relative. It's all, you know, it's all Star Wars and we, and we love it, you know, and we, and we relish the chance for every episode we get to watch. But um, yeah, not to echo too much of what you just said, but ultimately it was a setup episode. Um, not to use the golf analogy again, but the tee has been set. The club has been uh, drawn back and we're kind of just waiting to see the swing. Hopefully it's not a whiff, but... Um... I've done it. <laughs> yeah, me, me too, too often. <laughs> I jumped it. Yeah, yeah. The the last thing, which doesn't really pertain too much to Andor, but it's something that could be tied into Andor. Um, This is that crazy theory that I I mentioned earlier. Uh, At the end of Mandalorian Season 2 in the Ahsoka episodes, um, when she's fighting the Magistrate, she mentions... Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. What are the odds we get Thrawn in Andor? Even though this is like a little bit predating when we're used mm-hmm. to seeing him, but I think technically, like canonically, he would be like active in the around in the around Imperial for sure. Navy this time. Yeah. So, um, and then if not Thrawn, then maybe like you said earlier, a reference to the Emperor, or maybe we get to see the Emperor. So. That's my my crazy hopeful theory for uh for the season finale. We'll see if it comes don't, to fruition. Don't, don't do this to me, man. Don't <laughs> don't dangle this in front of me, man. No, if um I don't know if if there was more of a setup of you know calling in some help. Or, you know what I mean? Like, if it was something like that, like, oh, we're not able to handle this section of the universe, or, you know, yeah. bring in the closer, give me Vaughn, you know what I mean? Like, that, that would be, that's who, that's what I would, that's what would need to happen up until this point, you know? Yeah. Um, but season two? Season two, who knows? Especially There's after, a whole other uh, season. Especially after Ahsoka, which obviously will take place much later, so... I don't. I don't think there's gonna be a carryover, but you know, one can always, one can always. Yeah, <laughs> and I think, you know, and we said this early, the early days of our of of this podcast was one of my favorite thing about Star Wars is the now the the not even the ability but the willingness to cross over particular characters into you know that exists canonically. Um, at the same time, into different series. Yeah, you know when you've got 
Ahsoka, who had been strictly an animated series character, now in The Mandalorian, now will have her own show. Um, rumors of rumors, rumors of possibly having some of the Rebels characters around as well, either in that show and in other shows. Um, yeah, so, and, you know, you know, Mandalorian being Boba Fett or leading Boba Fett, I don't, I don't whatever it was. Um, so I, so to have the at least the possibility, these these theories are no longer just completely out there. They are possible now, you know, mm-hmm. which is what I like because uh, it can give us hope <laughs> for any if anything else. And if it doesn't if it doesn't happen, it was a fun fun thought either way, you know. So. It does no harm to have, you know, it does no harm to have these theories of Andor and Miro being brother and sister. There's no harm in having Thrawn pop up out of nowhere or the Emperor or um, anyone like that. So I, I, I think it's uh, that's the one of the fun things about Star Wars is that although maybe these theories are probably not going to happen, it's always fun to talk about them. Yeah. Because even as we were reading that, we were both like, huh, you know, just having those moments like, hmm, You never know. <laughs> exactly. And Snoke, of course, Snoke being um, stuck on the prison is basically yeah. where we started here. Yeah. Origin, uh, the whole purpose of Andor is the Snoke origin story. You yes. heard it, you heard it we here found first. It. Yep. We found it. We got him. Um, the, the 12th episode not season, the 12th episode of Andor premieres uh, next Wednesday at 3 a.m. Eastern, midnight Pacific. Get excited for that. Like I said, we'll be covering it here um, on the channel, on the podcast, and we are super, super excited to do so. It uh, it seems to be set up to be quite the, quite the interesting and uh, exciting last episode of season one of the show. And so, um, like I said, we'll be here to cover it. And moving forward with even more Star Wars content, like we said, um, as we move into 2023, we're looking forward to covering Ahsoka as well as Bad Batch Season 2 and Mandalorian Season 3. So uh, lots of stuff to be excited for if you're a Star Wars fan. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Also, as we said earlier, the month of December, while there won't be any new Star Wars content coming out, we'll have... Lots of fun podcast episodes planned for you all. And so, uh, again, be on the lookout for those. You can tweet at us at Hoth Hangout uh, or email us uh, hothhangout at gmail.com if you have any uh, thoughts or ideas or questions that you'd like us to address on the pod. Those are always more than welcome. And, uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be back again next week with the final episode of Andor. Any, any thoughts, Joey, before we... Uh, before we send it off for this one for the greater good <laughs> well uh and until then may the force be with you we'll see you in the next one